Classic Adorn albums, man. Whew. I mean, Miguel albums, the one with Adorn on it. I was just about to say, wait, what? Classic Adorn album. You know what's crazy? So that you you said that I was uh, I don't know why this song just randomly popped in my head, but I was listening to "Touch My Body" radio by uh <laughs> Mariah Carey, and then "Adorn" was this, was the next song that came on after that. I I spun it about three four times in a row, dog. I had a good ride home. I mean, man, bro, Ab Miguel used to be singing, didn't he, man? Remember he hit old girl with that Matt Hardy uh, leg drop? <laughs> nah, that was the Hulk Hogan boy. That was that full. <laughs> the atomic <laughs> leg drop. When Miguel Mania runs wild on you, brother. <laughs> That's how I know none of us could be famous, bro, because these celebrities do crazy stuff. If one of us was like famous like that, dog, I was scared. Of- I wouldn't be doing that. I'm sorry. I wouldn't be doing that either, but what I'm saying is what, what we would be capable of is just the... And like, oh, yeah, yeah. You know what we can do yeah. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, uh, most of the stuff that I do is like... Uh, I don't think it's too bad. Like, yeah, we would probably lose some advertisements, but like, nothing too crazy. Nothing too crazy. I wouldn't be John Moran. No. No, no. No. No, I don't know. I feel like when I finally make it, I'm probably be the most boring celebrity ever. Like, yo, what are you? What is this? What is this? Uh, you know, what are you wearing on the red carpet? I'm gonna just have on a Rhea Ripley t shirt with some. <laughs> All right, you sick for wearing a Rhea Ripley t shirt to a red carpet? That's some nasty work. That I go put disgusting. on a Rhea Ripley t shirt right now. That is my brother in Christ. What's going on? What's have you I seen know. Rhea Ripley? No, 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 no. That's but see, it's the fact that you said to the red carpet. <laughs> if you're gonna, throw, if you're gonna wear a t-shirt, at least on the Beyond Bel Air joint, what is you doing, brother? What is sick? I don't watch watch enough, man. That, that's a taken woman. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to be disrespectful. Uh, hey, what's the name with Ray Mysterio's son? No, they ain't together for real. So they together for play? Yeah. Also. They ain't married. Bianca Belair married. Wow. Wow. Listen, I don't care. Married, you ain't married. I can shoot my shot. Married, single, and different. I, I mean, wearing a t-shirt ain't really shooting your shot, though. That's not really... You just kind of... All right. If, if I'm famous enough and I got the shirt on, social media makes some waves, man. Hey, listen. I'm going to let the world shoot my shot. <laughs> said if she looked, she took. He said if she looked, she took. I love the energy. I love the energy. Uh, but but also, we're not letting you in the kitchen cooking like that. I'm just letting you know. Because you, you're not cooking up nothing for real. I'm just also, like to apologize to Dr. Ziff, uh, Dr. Umar. Yeah, I apologize. Yeah. yeah I, you better apologize to Dr. Umar, brother. You better apologize. But anywho, um, speaking of cooking, this is this is the Munchies episode, so we got to talk about some food. You know what I mean? We'll get to why it's called the Munchies episode later, but we got to talk about some food, fellas. Just just as our get to know you a little bit, so y'all get to know the, the men of facts over acts just a little bit better, fellas. Please tell me what was your worst food experience ever? Man, my worst food experience ever is this place on Woodward and. 
can't remember the cross street, but it's like right there in Midtown. It's like uh, right by, I think it's a spot there called The Block now. Mm-hmm. But it was this place called Union Kitchen. Y'all ever been? I don't think so. They had some fire food, man. I used to live in that area. I stayed in like the New Center Midtown area for like years. So that was my spot. I used to eat. Like if I was like, I'm hungry. I don't know what to eat. That spot used to get me together. They had everything. Wings was fire. Uh, everything there was fire. Um, I went there one day because I wanted to like sit down, grab something to eat. And I was like, you know what? This is the place I'm going to go. This is my spot. They had something new in the menu. They're like, yeah, we got, they, I, I was eating there so often. They recognized me like, yo, we got this new lobster mac and cheese. We want you to try this and that. I'm like, all right, cool, man. I'm, I just received the photograph from, from <laughs> and uh, I was gonna ask, can you put that in stream? I forgot to, I forgot to send it to you beforehand because I, I need that. I need the viewers to see that. All right, I, we, 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 we got Chris go second when Chris working on his. Then I'm gonna make sure I get that get that thing because the viewers need to see that. They need to see. That. <laughs> <laughs> it's insane, brother. It's insane. You know what? You know what? I'm gonna go ahead and change mine just because of that. I'm gonna go ahead and change mine. I was gonna say the the lobster mac and cheese got me sick. Like probably the sickest ever been in my life. I had food poison or something. Uh-huh. But at the same time, it wasn't a bad restaurant. You know what I mean? Maybe they just had a bad batch of lobster or whatever. Now that you say that, I don't, I highly doubt she listened to the podcast. So I'm gonna go ahead and say it. Shout out! I would just say that. Shout out to my auntie. I'm not gonna specify which auntie. She's a good woman. She a church going woman. She her her intentions are always best. But you know, um, anybody that know me know I was going through my situation. I don't really have no family here, so you know, usually when holidays come around, Fourth of July, Thanksgiving, either I'm cooking for myself or the homies coming through, and we having a little like friendsgiving situation, right? Mm-hmm. This was my first Thanksgiving being single, <clears throat> and my aunt is like, you know what, um, you know, I want, I want to make, I'm cooking for Thanksgiving. I was, I was skeptical because this auntie never cooked. I've known her my whole life. She ain't never cooked before, but she like, you know, come through, get some food. I show up. The first thing I see, cause the food is already laid out. She like, I just got to make the green beans. This woman got two cans of like the jumbo green beans, poured them in a microwave safe bowl and put the microwave on 10 minutes. I didn't even know microwaves went that high. I'm calling the cops. She put the microwave on 10 minutes. The police, stay right there, TT. The authorities are on their way. Stay right there. The authorities are on their way. 10 minutes, okay? That's that's probably my worst food experience. She had the whole spread or whatever. And you know, when the food's terrible, you got to sit there and kind of try to like spread your food out to make sure, make it look like you ate something, but you really just waiting to fold that plate up. So it's just 20 minutes to be having an awkward conversation, digging through this food. The, 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 uh, she made chicken, chicken was pink in the middle. I, that's the worst, worst food experience I ever had. That, that picture you just sent me just jogged my memory. <laughs> This is nasty work. <sighs> Terrible. Chris, what's the worst food experience you've ever had, bro? So, 
a lot like guy. I was at a certain friend of mine's, you know, I was at his house for a special holiday, you know, but, you know, it was when my parents moved to South Florida, right? And this is not none of my immediate circle friends. This is one of my friends that, you know, I kick it with him when I ain't got nothing else to do, right? So this was Labor Day, right? And, you know, his his female is the opposite race as us. You know, if we are African-Americans, it's female is, you know, the opposite race. She Polish. No, nah, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> there's a, there's a vast, vast array of European nations you could be from. She, uh, yeah, she, so, so, yeah, so she's the she's the opposite of us. And, uh, you know, so I get there. It's Labor Day, mind you. I'm like, okay, yeah, it's going to be cool, you know. You know barbecue. I see him barbecuing, stuff like that. So I get there. I pick up a chicken wing. I'm like, something about this chicken just don't seem right. I'm like, how you mess up chicken? Oh yeah, we 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 season the chicken after we cook it. I was like, <laughs> so you got a piece that hey, you got yo. a piece of chicken that like didn't get seasoned yet. I was like, hey yo, what? So I, you know, that, that was the first red flag. But you know, I'm hungry. I came over here Labor Day. You know what I'm saying? Like you know. So I said, no, all right, no, because that's because like. Cause like I'm mad if the chicken ain't marinated. Like I'm mad if like you've seasoned it before. I'm mad if you don't season the flour. What you mean season after? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And flour, they didn't even know what that was talking about. They talking about you don't grill and put stuff in flour when you grilling. I'm like, anyway, 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 anyway. What? Gifts, 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 gifts. Done. So then the next thing, so that, that was first red flag, but you know, I'm hungry, came to eat, right? So then it was like, we got some dressing. I was like, Labor Day with dressing? That don't, like, I guess. I so mean, so you can't fry the wings, but you in there making dressing. That's, nah, that's, that's too, uh, don't piss me La- off. Labor Day don't is too warm me. of a holiday for some dressing, bro. All right, you know what I mean? You baking and stuff. I'm like, oh, but it's whatever. You know, I get some dressing. And then I get some dressing. It's green beans and raisins in the dressing. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, you know, I've never seen green beans and raisins in dressing. I'm sorry, but you know, huh? I'm sorry, green beans and raisins, not the old war, <laughs> not one, both of. Listen, I just, I, if it was if it was just one, it'd be disgusting. But I find it excusable. Maybe that's just how they get down. Listen, listen, listen. I pulled my friend crazy. to the side and I said, you had this dressing? He said, oh, dang, bro, I forgot to tell you, bro. You could only eat this over here. And he was like, I'm like, so you just let me just taste stuff, huh? And, you know, I'm getting mad at him. He's like, no, bro, put that down. No, you eat that. I already know, bro. You know how my girl is and her family is. I'm like, all right, uh, all right. So what, tell me what the good stuff. He takes me to the table, right? Apparently, this is cold food. He takes me to the salad and the charcuterie board. And I'm like, so this is all you eat when you go to the function? He was like, bro, you don't even want to see that mac and cheese. You don't even want to see that mac and cheese. I said, what you mean? Bro, bro, instead of shredded cheese and grating the cheese and all that. No, 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 no. cheese of American, the little square. They use that. And layer the mac and cheese like it's a lasagna. I know this man did not have Kraft Singles on the mac and cheese, bro. Kraft Singles on the mac and cheese. They layering it like lasagna. <laughs> And I just said, bro, don't ever invite me to no more barbecues again. Don't invite like, me please. to no more functions. Don't invite me to no more. Don't invite me to nothing. Don't invite <laughs> you because you hate me for real at that <sighs> point. You hate me. 
Well, I'm glad that we ended yours on mac and cheese. It's a great segue into this with Josh. Pull the picture up. Roll I got you. I got you. Roll the clip for me, please. And thank you. <clears throat> and audio God knows about this. That's, again, that's my big brother. Love you, brother. I'm glad that you're here. Uh, yeah, is it is it up? It's up. It's, okay. it's up. It's up. All righty, folks. That is known in my family as the infamous Mac then cheese, not Mac and cheese. Mac then cheese. Let me tell you how the monstrosity that you just saw. For those of you who, who cannot, I'm, see I'm this, looking at this. Like... For those of you who are only hearing this, let me explain to you what this looks like. So there are noodle shells. There are noodle shells. <laughs> and then there are clumps of government cheese on top of the noodle shells. There's clumps of government cheese on top of the, the <sighs> noodle shell, the, the shells. So I will say this, you know, I'm, I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna do something a little different here. You know, people always say, if it's something terrible, say something nice. I'll say something nice. The elbow shells are the correct shells for macaroni. I'll say that. That's yeah. Nice. That's but now let's get into what happened. Let's get into the story of how the Mac then cheese was born. It was a very similar story to Josh's in that the auntie who never cooks, because we have, every family knows you got the roles, you got the assignments, you got, hey, this auntie does the cooking, this auntie does the cleaning, this is the career auntie. Yep. I said her name, uh, auntie, auntie Ronnie, bring plates. Uh, you know, <laughs> auntie, auntie, uh, auntie, this one go, go, just buy a cake from the store. And, and let me tell you, and let me tell you, this auntie was the one. Hey, bring the backwoods, okay? Hey, bring the pot. <laughs> hey, bring that type of stuff. But this auntie got a home. She got a house for the first time. Well, it was an apartment, but this shout out to auntie. This was her first time living on her own, and so, and so. Um, we all agree. She was very excited to show off her home. And she said, I want y'all to come over. I'll do the cooking. Now, all of us were skeptical. This was not a situation where like we went into this feeling good. Some people ate before they got there. Some people made their own food for them and their families at home. But long story short, there was very little confidence. Very little confidence here. Not much. Next thing you know, we show up like black folk do, late as all get out, okay? We get there late. Everybody gets there late. If you say, hey, yeah, I'm going to start cooking. The food going to be ready round three. What time do you get there? About six. We all know this. You don't show up before six. We all got there around six, seven. And we hear her say, my stove broke, so I couldn't really finish through the mac and cheese. And then we see that. Now, I'm going to tell you, my family is like, everybody's not big like me, but we're very much so against food waste. Like, we're one of those families, we won't judge you if you leave with five plates. Like, hey, more power to you. That's what it's meant for. The food is meant to be eaten. We do not want there to be food left over when everybody's gone. So that was the first time that I've ever seen an entire pan, basically, of macaroni Leave, really an entire pan of anything leave in my family that like <laughs> I know her feelings was hurt like what did you, what did y'all tell her what was the reason y'all didn't eat it I know y'all had to come up with she an excuse knew. she knew <laughs> no 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 see 
Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Sometimes you do got to come up, come up with an excuse, right? But just imagine if you go to somebody's housewarming and it's like roaches everywhere and it's like big holes in the floor <laughs> and, and, and they they using things for purposes that they shouldn't be using it for in the crib. Like, yeah, this is a fridge, but this is also our entertainment center. Like, you're not going to sit here and be like, oh, like, why would I want to go to that housewarming? I know. I know this. I know this man ain't bring up the stove for the tainted center on Oster. Hey, hey. See, see. Hey, listen. listen. I was quiet. You talking too I was much. Quiet. You talking too quiet. much. This being too loud. It's getting too you loud. talking too much. You talking too much. You talking too listen, much. Listen, but you get what I'm saying. But you get what I'm saying. We didn't That's where she cooked the mac and cheese low key while she was watching TV. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, ain't no wrong with a little mac and cheese and law and order all in one at the same damn time like future said all right you do both at the same damn time <laughs> that was the worst food experience i've ever had because i've never seen anything like that and also anybody who knows me knows i'm very big on like don't experiment at the family function experiment with right your figure, figure that out first when, when you just cook it for you your daughter your grandbabies your son and you, you, the grandbabies Go ahead and, and mess around. But when it comes to the family function, give me that tried and true old religion. That's what I want. That's what I want. Yeah. I want that 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 arm, that green arm. I want her making it. <laughs> Big Bobby, your arm. I want her making it. I don't want no, I mean, you, you messing around. I, my question for you is, what about the other food? How's she doing the other food? Uh, she didn't. She she didn't do very well on the other food for the most part either. But was it edible? So most of the other stuff was edible. Um, but that was a very that was a very skimp uh holiday for me. That was one of the first times <laughs> I did not gain like like every time I went home during college, I knew like, all right, bro, I you gotta work out like an animal and I'm still gonna gain like six, seven pounds while I'm home because like Coney is there, my family is there, they know how to cook like that was one of the few times where, like, I went back in. They were like, oh, great job, Gibbs. You're underweight, man. I'm like, <laughs> I know. I know I am. But, uh, yeah, but luckily, luckily, like I said, the confidence was low. So the other auntie who can cook got made some ribs and all that. She made some uh, great. My mom made the, uh, what's that stuff? What's that stuff? Uh, cabbage. My mom makes some excellent cabbage. She, her, you know, love you, mom. Her cabbage was amazing. Most of the food was good. It's just the stuff that we counted on the person whose house was at to cook was a little. Yeah, it was tough. It was tough. Man. You know, anyway. The, 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 the dessert, the dessert was messed up. Oh no, the dessert was store bought. The dessert was store bought. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Every listen, she one of those people. Everything. Wait, the dessert. What? Wait, Kevin, am I am I high? I thought the dessert was. <laughs> I thought the dessert was store bought. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. My brother's reminding me. My CTE be acting up. I'm sorry, y'all. Um, yeah, so <laughs> my mom made the banana pudding, and uh, and it was somebody made a wait a minute, somebody made a pie that was good, though. Somebody made a uh, sweet potato pie that was good, and that was, but that was it. That was it. Most of the other food, definitely not edible. Again, shout out to the auntie who who bought in the ribs and was like, listen, I, I knew what was gonna happen. Here you go, take this with you. <laughs> shout out to her for the foresight. You know, because hey, been- and people don't know, everybody ribs don't hit. Like you, you can severely damage your ribs. Oh you, yeah. Oh facts. You, you gotta know what you're doing. Honestly, do some honestly, I would say ribs are one of the hardest things to cook. I would say that's one of the hardest things to pull off because, like, I've had so many ribs where it's just like 
it's something wrong. Like it, it, it like your sauce gotta be good. People yep, don't know when yep. you sauce them, you gotta put them back on the grill a little bit. Yeah, yeah, sauce sit yeah. on them a little yeah, bit, you know. Yeah, it, it's it. I'm going to tell you, ribs are one of the hardest things to make. That's why I would never say ribs is one of my worst food experiences. But anywho, f- fellas, tell me about your best food experience ever. And get that nasty Mac off the screen, please. We've The people have had enough. The people have had enough. That's enough. I, I'll start while he gets Go ahead, off. go ahead, go ahead. My best um, food experience. You know, it's a tie between Del Frisco's and Steak 48. So I was in Philadelphia, I want to say two Aprils ago. Man, I went to Steak 48 for the first time. Man, I'm talking like I ain't never been to. I've been to some nice restaurants. Don't get me wrong, some nice restaurants, bro. I ain't never, ever been to a restaurant where when your food come out, they putting the tablecloth, they putting a the little cloth that come with your silver on your table and putting one on your lap for you and putting the knife and the fork there for your steak. And then... You know, people that get well done steaks need to be cremated, and they don't need to be. You know, just like the steak. That man said, "Burn them alive." (laughs) But anyway, like you know, I got steak with some mash, with some lobster mac and cheese, and some 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 street corn, diced street corn. Man, I'm telling you, that was the best food. I got full quick though, and the the person I was with had, had had like a really nice pasta, right? When I tell you I got food, they gave us so much bread. And then they was like, y'all fool. They took our food in the back, packed it up, added a little extra bread, added a little extra everything to it, like topped off the box where it was full. Mm-hmm. And man, it was just a great experience. Del Frisco, same thing. Have y'all ever like had dinner off the ocean, like sitting on the ocean? Like that yep. just hit different, bro. That just hit different, bro. Just hit different, yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. it was just Del Frisco. I got a filet mignon trio with it was a seafood filet mignon trio. It gave you three small filet mignons, and then you had three pieces of seafood: one shrimp, one scallop, and one little half lobster tail with this. Oh, and then I had a salad with it, and I had some uh, lobster mac and cheese. It was just the seafood out here is so good, man. So good, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I well, I'm gonna piggyback on that because my my best one was also right off the water in Hawaii, mm-hmm. actually. Uh, it was, I, and I didn't have to pay for it too, so that made it a little better. Um, yeah. <laughs> so it was my birthday actually, and I was in uh, Hawaii for a company offsite and all that. And um, I had some calamari that was so good, dog. I said, "Hold on now, there is not a single, it there is not a single thing that move in the ocean that's gonna be safe around me for at least at least a good two years." Because I mean, anybody who know me know I'm a big seafood guy, man, and that. That calamari mm-hmm. was the best calamari I've had. That calamari was so good. I came back to like the the continental US and was like, yo, get this calamari away from me, bro. Like, <laughs> you weren't messing with the bo- uh, fish bones no more, man. It wasn't it. It wasn't <laughs> it. It just wasn't it. it, it like, it, you know how they say uh, Cat Williams told the joke about a, a 300 seat look like a phantom till a phantom pull up? <laughs> right. It was the exact same thing with calamari, brother. That calamari, oh my god, man! And then I had a that calamari a, hit different, man. Oh, dog, mm-hmm. dog! I had I had a calamari. I had a steak too, and that was that was like right when I was getting out of my well done era. Not, I, I want to say I had a medium well, but yeah, I had steak, calamari. Uh, hold, on, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Rewind. You ain't gonna slide that through there. You said you had just steak. What? No, I I, 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 did, I did too. It was me well. well. When I was, what are you, are you cremating it? No, no when, okay, when I was, first of, all, look, first of all, we black. We that's what I'm saying. 
Let's let's see. And now I got to give you a lesson on why the black folks eat eat they uh, steak well done. In history, when black folk, or let me not say in history, it is well known that black folks were getting the worst cuts of meat. The steaks that they were getting were not the same steaks that their white counterparts or that their wealthier counterparts, because most black people were poor when steaks started being consumed by and large. When that was happening, they had worse cuts. Do you know what happens with worse cuts? Higher likelihood of it being bad, like literally bad. as an expired. Like bad for you. Do you know how you get rid of the badness in a red get, meat? Get, get. You <laughs> cook it all the way through. You can't play Listen, around let, let, and let make me it clarify. succulent let and juicy clarify. if Sal and Manila is right in there waiting <laughs> on you. Let me, let me clarify. I was once a well done steak guy. That's just how I know the I know the backstory. I know everybody so, so that come in the community. So no, 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 no. But when I when I got older and I learned that, you know, that's half the flavor gone, I started getting my steaks medium. You know what I mean? Right. Start right. And I, start, I, I, I go medium rare. I went for yeah. You you could do a medium rare. Now that's a little wild, but you. I, I go medium rare. rare. Give me a medium. But at at the same time, I have to be like at a top tier steakhouse to even get steak. Steak do not slap hard enough for me to be like at some random place and ask for steak. Yeah, you can't you can't go to Texas Roadhouse, but like, let me get a steak. Hey, no, right, medium rare kind of crazy. Do the middle be cold? No, oh, not at all. I medium mean, right now, it's just be a little man. Go rare. to go to a top tier steakhouse and get you a medium rare, Gibbs. It'll change your medium. life. I get my medium, bro. I'm a, I'm a medium guy. Okay, Everybody so you, okay. one time for the one okay. time. Medium is okay, but you said medium well at first. That's yeah, what I was yeah, like, hold yeah. on, you ain't learned your lesson yet. Yeah, I, bro. Like I said, I was just getting out of medium at that time, bro. I was just getting out of. I mean, I was just getting out of well done at that time. Right, so. give him some letter marinade. It was it was so much free food. And I remember I was mad because they like people was picking at my calamari and all that. And I'm like, wait a minute, I'm not paying for it. Get another calamari, and they just did. They just <laughs> and then you know, it was, and I had free drinks too. And I was like, I was I was towed down, boy. I was in that thing. I was one mimosa away from. I love all y'all for real. I like y'all really hey. guys, man. Like, so yeah, it was a great time. It was a great time. Josh, I'm gonna go ahead. Program. I'm gonna go ahead and go with mine. Um, now I know a lot of people who have, are facts over X fans through 150 episodes. Thank you for your continued support. Are expecting like you know Chris Oceanside, Gibbs Oceanside. It's no way. Guy can keep this theme up. Guess what? Oceanside, <laughs> San Francisco, my best dining experience. It's um, yes, not, 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 I know this might not seem like as a uh, higher echelon restaurant as what y'all went to. It was a bubblegum shrimp chain, uh, chain restaurant, you know, based off a movie, but at the same time, it's hey, only like hey, hey, it's only like six or seven in America. Yeah, bubblegum shrimp is valid. You ever been to bubblegums, Gibbs? Yeah, I have, man. Oceanside, San Francisco on the pier, they had some shrimp and crab stuff lobster oh man and, and I'm, I'm a seafood guy like if i had to go my entire life and they said like yo you gotta cut out red meat pork i could all oh, do all of that easy if you told me to cut out um if you told me to cut out seafood we're gonna have another problem Oof. And when i tell you it was stuff it came plate was stacked it wasn't crazy expensive the service was top tier, but when I said like, if I had to, if they say yo, you dying tomorrow, and you got to go ahead and have one meal, I'm I'm getting that, I'm getting that stuffed uh, lobster one more yeah, time. You could you could tell you went to the one in Cali, not the one in Chicago, because I went to the one in Chicago, and 
they was treating me like it was Popeyes in there. You, like, you know what? I, 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 went, I went to the one in uh, it's one in San Antonio. I went to the one in San Antonio, and I was like, "It's no way this is the same restaurant that I just yeah, went to." The one in San Antonio was one in San Antonio might as well have been a Burger King, bro. Like <laughs> hey, they treated me like it was Popeyes in that mud, man. They was like, <laughs> no, San Francisco, right off the pier, Oceanside, and in, in the seat I had, like. If if this table like if this is my table where I'm sitting, the the railing to look out over on the ocean was this table right here. It was love a good that. experience though. Love that for you. Absolutely love that for you. Love that. So now we're gonna move on to restaurants that we think are are fire mid because it's interesting that y'all bought a fire and mid in the same restaurant. But anyway, let's talk about some of the sp- places that we've been. Some folks say it's fire. Some folks say it's mid. Let's talk about it. Right. In terms of your one restaurant that everybody swears is mid, but you like, hey, I'm gonna eat it. I'm gonna eat it. Ah. What, what, <laughs> what would that restaurant, food chain, fast food spot, don't matter. One thing that everybody think is mid that you gonna rock with. And Josh, I, I started if you say off. Arby's. If you say Arby's, I'm gonna choke you to death. I'm gonna choke Arby's. You to death. Hey, hey, Arby's. Arby's. I hate to be that guy, but he ain't lying about Arby's. Arby's. I don't care what nobody's saying. Arby's slap, bro. That ain't my team. We have boys. What is wrong with y'all? That ain't my pick, but Arby's ain't no, ain't no, ain't no, ain't no little guy, man. Arby's that that Buffalo chicken snacker hit different. Man, it hit look, here's what I'm saying, Gibbs. Just listen, just hear me out. Out of all of the fast food restaurants, I barely eat fast food. But if I have to choose one, like I need this fast food, I'm probably picking Arby's. Okay, they, now you out your mind. You out your they, mind. They got a wider variety than a lot of other places. They chicken sandwich is better than a lot of other places. They shake variety. Better than most places. You can get some mozzarella sticks. You can get some curly fries. You can get some onion rings. They got little pies and turnovers. Come on, man. Stop playing with Arby's, dog. Hey, listen, Stop playing listen. with Arby's. When he get an IV in his arm and he got to go get his little his little shot every day. We know why. Because he was at Arby's eating all them shakes and all them fries. <laughs> I don't eat fast food. Well, it, it's honestly been. I haven't had Arby's in the year of 2023. I can confidently say that. It is very rare that I've left speechless. It is very rare that I've left speechless. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm getting I'm messages talking about Arby's do go hard. Arby's do go hard. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Oh. Yes, sir. See, see, one person had one viral tweet about Arby's, and now it's popular to, to clown Arby's. Bro, it's a lot of closeted Arby's lovers, and I'm here to set us all free. Hey. Hey, set us hey, all hey, free. I'm here to set hey, us free. <laughs> Buffalo chicken snappers, kids. If it was you or the Buffalo chicken snackers, and you was hungry, I'm like, ah, kids, I can't share. Hey, man. Chris, we know. We hey, know. hey, you, you know what, Gibbs? Gibbs, for the people, for the content, what's your nearest Arby's location? Stop playing. What's Stop your playing, new SRV slow? Bro, just just pop up on stream next week. Just just try one buffalo chicken snacker for the people. Bro, please. Just all one, right, and, all and get right, ranch. Get some right, ranch. Yeah. All right. I'll try. I'll try one buffalo chicken snacker on camera for the fans. If, 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 and this is a big if, 
if we get five more subs between now and, and then, if we get five more subs, <laughs> that's not a I'll crazy mess goal. I'll mess around. Hey, 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 don't don't, don't do play it. with me. Don't play with me. <laughs> don't play with me. You know my chicken be ready to go. Well, don't well, play with you me. Better, you better get, get <laughs> subs. Man, don't brother. play. You better don't get play with me. Because me, me and mine, I've never been a I've never been an Arby's guy. I had Arby's like <laughs> twice ever. And the first time I had it, my stomach was tore. And it was like, eh. Like, it wasn't bad. It wasn't good. But I just That's what? bad. My stomach was tore up. And the second time, it was like, it was just so bad. Like, it was, I just remember it being, te- wow. Yeah, I want to see Arby's. Hey, Arby's. Arby's. I want to see Arby's kids. I want to see Arby's Y'all really want me to eat Arby's that bad? I want to see Arby's kids. This is crazy. Wow. Wow. Arby's. Arby's. I expected this from Chris. I expected this from Chris. Socrates. I thought we were friends. Oh. I'm disgusted. Flabbergasted. Flabbergasted. RBs. Chris, Chris, what is your restaurant that everybody hey, swears hey, is me, but you swear? Y'all gonna sting me for this, and it might be a fan favorite. I don't know, but everybody be dogging this restaurant, bro. Don't say it. Chili's, bro. Chili's is my... <laughs> hey, oh, dude, no. Yeah, Chili's yeah, yeah, held yeah, yeah, me. Yeah, I get <laughs> Hey, bro, I... When I'm with the black folks in the hood, bro, I be in the closet with my chilies loving self, bro. They be like, you should smile for chilies. That's two for 25, two appetizers, drinks. Bro, yo, dessert. With the crisps. Yo, come on. Look, bro, when I. When I first moved in by myself, bro, I was only making $10 an hour. The world was a different place. I could afford a place with $10 an hour. Yeah. Dog, that two for 25 with the crispers and the bacon ranch quesadilla held me down, okay? Wait, 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 bro, wait, wait, wait. that's two Not meals that. in Not two days. Remember, remember, remember the, the Chipotle uh, uh, or the Southwest egg roll? Woo! With the little cord in there, boy. Stop playing with me. Stop playing with me. I need it. I need that. Ooh, I need that. I need... Honestly, honestly, Chili's only start getting slandered because Twitter is very fake bougie. Like, Arby's... Exactly. I'll give Arby's the slander they deserve because, like, no. But but y'all 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 see the chili slander, right? Y'all chili see it, right? Sl- Chili's only got slander. Chili slander, everybody. yeah. Because everybody only eats a steak 48 now. Everybody only Man. eats at Sullivan's. Everybody only eats at uh, what? What's that? Ocean Prime. That's those are the yeah, only. I ain't places got no money for Sullivan's, man. People, people going to Joe Muir's only. That's that's the that's what the internet is telling us. But y'all lying because we see the McDonald's drive-throughs. We see them Wendy's <laughs> drive-throughs. We see them Taco Bell drive-throughs. That's not the only place y'all eating. But okay, um, I'm I'm gonna say this, man. I'm gonna say this. I'm a. I'm going to go with a place that, I mean, they're the only ones to stay loyal to the dollar menu, so I'm going to stay loyal to them. Taco Bell. Say what you want. I mean, Say but what you want. Taco, Taco Bell, Bell a fan favorite, I feel like. Ta- that's Oh, oh Taco See, Bell no, look, crazy. Look, Taco Bell get a lot of slander, but here's my thing, bro. Taco Bell is not the best food. But when you down and out, you blow, right? you drunk. Taco Bell going to hold you down, bro. Hello. Hello. And, and, and the thing about Taco Bell, you go in there and say, let me get the, the box and get 12 tacos for like $20. It'd be like, what? Bro, like 12 tacos and I get like all the different sauces. They sauce is just hard. Like they fire sauce, all that. It's just hard, bro. Like, and, and again, again, I'm a big bang for your butt type of guy. And everything that went up except two things, the price of Arizona tea and the price of a cheesy bean burrito. 
I ain't gonna regret it in the morning. I'm going to regret it. Hey, honestly, honestly it's, like, it's like any other drug. You got to build up a tolerance. Like, when you, when you go to Taco Bell, <laughs> like, when you truly in the trenches, your body is like, all right, bro, I guess we... Hey, yeah. hey. But, like, I, you can't go once in every blue moon. I fell off Taco Bell when they got rid of the quesarito, bro. I really did, bro. When they got rid of the quesarito, That's I couldn't fair. really... That's like, that was my go-to. That was just, like, the perfect taco. Like, then I was just like, y'all got rid of it. And then the freeze I got, they bought that one... What was it that that SpongeBob freeze? I'm just like y'all trying too hard now, yeah, bro. Y'all yeah, y'all trying yeah. too hard. The freeze machine at the one by me is always broke, always broke. I'm like, all right, bro, is this Taco Bell and McDonald's? What's going on here? Like, why y'all moving like this? But yeah, nah, I, I feel you, I feel you, I feel you. So, what's one place that everybody loves that you say, ma 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 mid? I've been thinking about this since we put it on the rundown. I don't think I got an answer. I'm trying to think of a place that everybody is just like universally. This is it. I go. Oh, I was about that. I got. Go ahead. I go. All right. All right. I I mean this wholeheartedly to my Midwest folks, man. Jay Alexander's is mid. Jay Alexander's. I agree. I agree. Yeah, Jay Alexander. I agree. If you go to a local steakhouse, it's it's two times better than Jay Alley. Jay Alley's get too much respect, and it's only for the limit drops, and I'm upset. I'm about to preach for a minute. <laughs> Jay Alex, I have you know, Jay Alley, if you have to put sauce all over the steak, it's not a good steak. It's not a good it's steak. Not a good steak. That's fact. It's not a good steak. Yeah. And why are you offering me French fries with my steak? Why, why are you offering me French fries with my steak? French fries with a steak is crazy. That is crazy. Like, like, why are you offering me French fries with my steak? Hey, hey, um, uh, uh, audio guy, we know that you eat steak and french fries, but we still love you. Uh, we still very much so care for you. You are a special individual, even though you nah. eat fries with your steak. Hey, he said, he said, why they, why they call steak fries then? Hey, yeah, hey, like, what? It's, it's the cut. It's the cut. It's, it's, it's nah, the cut. I, I just, I just, I just, I can't get with it. They done made the lemon drop saw fancy yet at, at, at Jay Alex just to take away from the food. Last time I went to Jay Alex, the, the steak was the size of the middle of my hand. And they offered me, they gave me French fries instead of mashed potatoes because I didn't specify. I'm like, I got a tip. And then on top of that, they gave me a drink. They literally only filled up half my glass with the drink. Right. And then my bill was $106. I'm like, ain't no way. Ain't no way. Ain't no way. Yeah. Honestly, I knew Jay Alexander was mid when I went and my mom took uh, me and my brother out. She was supposed to be taking all of us out, but you know, you know how that goes. Uh, so she was taking me and my brother out and the food was free and it still didn't taste that good. That's when I knew. Because like, anybody who know me know anytime something is free, like free is me. My mind is going to force it. Like, hey, this is great. Like, you just got this for <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's cool. I mean, it's all right, I guess. But You know, I, I got I got mine. Mine is a little more local, so I don't even know if it apply to y'all because I'm not sure if this place was a thing by the time y'all like moved out the city. Y'all ever had Hopcat? Mm-mm. I don't know. Yeah, I have, I have, I have. Hopcat is a man. If you've been anywhere, especially like me, I went to art school, bro. So all of the you know hipster midtown people, whatever. I went to Wayne State. Yo, Hopcat is the greatest thing ever. They got cracked chicken. They got cracked fries. That's like literally the name of the Lan- stuff on their menu. That's a thing in Lansing. A big thing in Lansing, bro. When Hopcat. I when I tell you, like the, the it's. It's edible food, but the way people was gassing it, I thought this was going to be some of the best food I ever had. I don't want to go out to eat nowhere and they got food that I can make at the crib. 
If you buy me a bag of or Ida fries and a pack of chicken, I can make uh, some chicken and fries that's and, and just spr- as good as Hopcat. Sprinkle that crack seasoning on it. That that crack seasoning on it. Hey, listen, there's it only ain't nothing but oregano and garlic powder, bro. There's only one place that can get away with that seasoning. <laughs> there's only one place I get away with that seasoning. That's the hood's favorite, Captain Jay's. Captain that's Jay's. it. Is the hood. And, and listen, hey, I'm in the city this weekend. I'm sliding there. And I'm, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. For anybody asking, why is Captain J's the hood favorite? Let me put y'all up on a little secret. Captain J's does not charge you for the food as like the food and the frying are together, like 99% of places. Why doesn't Captain J's do that? Because with EBT, you can't buy hot food. So they mm-hmm. charge you for the food and then you get like a 30, do- 30 cent or like $1 or whatever frying fee. They are the hood's favorite. Southside hoes. Unpopular opinion. Captain J's held us down for a while. I got new wave ahead of Captain J's. Oh, hey, 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 oh, hey, stop, hey, stop, hey stop. I got new wave ahead of Captain James, bro. You, you, hold on, hold on, hold on again, hold on. You go to Captain James on the right day, somebody got a fresh EBT car, everybody eating free. So I ain't hear you. I ain't hear you. I ain't hear you. I don't that's care right. what time. That's right. Captain James on Greenfield. Captain James on Greenfield. And you I was ready to fight my car. He's like, no, young blood, I got everybody. I got everybody. The first and the 15th? Don't play. Don't play. I got everybody. Just let me get to the front of the line. I got everybody. That's man, how they do. Hey, hey, man. hey, you can buy your you can buy your groceries while you wait on your food with the EBT. Hello? Stop playing with that's facts. That's facts. That's facts. That's facts. Stop Hello? playing. That's facts. Hey, you we not gonna disrespect the legend. We not gonna disrespect the legend. <laughs> Just because Lamar great, we ain't finna say Mike Vick wasn't nothing. We ain't finna do that. That's not what <laughs> we're doing. Because we all wanted them Vic Cleats. I just had the sharks. I, I'm still upset about that, but it's all right. We're gonna let it go. Anywho. Mine, mine, they already said it in the chat, and I was I'm upset because I didn't know that like northern people are experiencing this now. Chick-fil-A is like super mid. It's it's, it's here now. It's here now. It's, it's like it's like three or it's like four or five in Michigan. I ain't gonna lie. Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A hit the mid. spot if you craving it. Like it hit like Raising Cane's is better than me, and Dave's hot chicken is better than me, but Ooh, some Dave's hot chicken boy. That raisin that raisin cane's had me 380 pounds. That that raisin cane's had extra back in my face. That raisin I got that sauce and raisin cane. They only put a little bit this time. I went back like the next day. I was like, hey, hey, next time you ain't gotta go light on that sauce. You ain't you ain't gotta go light on that sauce. You know what it is? The, have you had the honey mustard at Razor King? Yes, yes. Oh, I, put my in that. I put my prize in that. I, no, you, with with Chick Fil A, I found out what it is because Chick Fil A, because I had Chick Fil A first twenty some years of my life. They just came to Michigan like after the pandemic, so I'm like, you know, what I'm saying, what is this all about? It was hidden from me, but I found out the secret. It's that sauce. If you take the sauce away from Chick-fil-A, yeah, I, it ain't hit no nothing. Store now. Yeah, you, you can, can buy the sauce at the store. I don't go no more because I just make my own sandwich now. It's Again, the sauce, if it's, really. If it's, if it's, you know, like, if, if somebody give me Chick-fil-A for free, I'll eat it because it's free and it's there. But, like, I'm never, you will never hear me say, like, if I ever tweet out, I'm really craving some Chick-fil-A. I've been kidnapped. I've been kidnapped. Somebody is, like, holding me hostage, and that's my distress signal. It's it's I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's that bad. My thing is I'm not going out of my way for Chick-fil-A. And I stay east. The closest Chick-fil-A to me is on Telegraph. A whole road, I think. I'm not dropping a whole road for a I'm chicken sandwich, you, bro. I'm telling you right now, I am not paying a dime for that food. Like <laughs> it's overpriced. The lemonade is too sweet. No, you can it's, get a large, large spicy chicken sandwich for no, the, the, the price decent. 
Yeah, the price not bad. Oh, I wasn't hip. So, I, so Wayne State got one. Okay, I wasn't hip. Wait, wait, yeah, wait, wait. Yeah, wait. Yeah, Did you one. just say you can get a large chicken sandwich for nine eighty six? Bro, you get the large combo meal number two, bro. That's what I get. Nine eighty six. That's what I get. I get McDonald's. You can get they spicy chicken sandwich large combo six six something. That's what I'm saying. I'm here at McDonald's, bro. <laughs> and got enough to throw a McChicken on there and still stay under the same. Well, actually, I mean, <laughs> no, I mean, McChicken's through the roof right now, bro. What old boy say on the wire? The price of the brick just went up. That's what, that's what McDonald's did. <laughs> they knew they was getting ripped off of that McChicken, bro. And Pete, I ain't had a McChicken in probably three, four years, but last time I did, Pete the bun this big, and then the chicky about that big down there, man. It ain't even the same no more, man. Yep. They don't need to throw the mail on there. Hey, man, I, I will tell y'all one thing. I know I probably ain't done this since I was about 14, 15. When you hungry and you need something to hit the spot, I know y'all used to order the Mick Gang Bang. Gibbs, I know you did for sure. No, 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 don't a McDouble with a chicken sandwich in the middle. No, 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 you think no. that I would say no. a McGangbang? I'm not saying that yes. out loud. At the yes, level, bro. No, you just order a McDouble and a McChicken. You put it together, but that's what it's called. So I have had many a McDouble and McChicken. I never put them together, though. That's kind yeah, of bro. Hey, man. I, I, that's a little crazy, bro. Man, man, maybe it's different for me because I was with my older brother all the time, and he uh, partook in some extracurricular herbal activities. Yeah, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. That, that, that sounds about right. I'm, I'm going to just tell you, though. I'm going to just tell you. Nowadays, McDonald's, them prices way too high. You need to cut it. <laughs> right. Okay. Speaking of cutting prices, we got to get into these sports, y'all. These running backs are trying to get paid. And when I tell you that the NFL GMs are telling them, cut it, cut it, cut it. <laughs> we are seeing the lowest all-time running back, uh, running back, franchise tag in comparison with other positions. Saquon Barkley is now saying that he will sit out over a tag. There are multiple other running backs who got franchise tags and are debating whether or not they'll play on those tags. Just for a quick note, in the year of 2022, the uh, the, the franchise tags are as follows. The highest, or actually I'll bring it into 2023 since this is the year that they're about to play in. The highest is quarterbacks at 32.4. Second highest is linebacker at 20.926. Third highest is receiver at 19.7. Fourth highest is defensive end at 19.7 as well, but it's it's a minor difference in the decimals there. Uh, the next is defensive tackle at 18.93. After that, you've got offensive lineman at 18.24. After that, you've got cornerback at 18.14. By the way, we're still not at running back yet. After that, nope. you've got safety at 14.46. After that, you Offensive got lineman at 16 is wild, bro. <laughs> Listen, you better pay them buffet busters, boy. The second lowest of all actual position players, tight end with 11.3. Five or 11.345 mil. Last place of all the position players is running backs coming in at a measly 10.09 million per year. The only position that gets paid lower than them on the franchise tag in all of football, by the way, 
Kicker or punter, 5.9 or 5.39. Sheesh. Fellas, what happened to the running back market? Um, Nothing happened to the running back market. The running back market is the exact same now that it's been for as long as I've been watching football. And I started watching football around six or seven. Um, we've seen running backs get blatantly disrespected. Um, you can have an elite level running back. Once you hit that age 27, 28, a team is really only giving you four or five years of being elite. And even if you still have that ability, they're ready to get you out the door. They're going to franchise tag you for one year and they're not going to pay you because they're going to figure, yo, we should go ahead and just get another running back that might be just as fast and they can fill that role. And we've seen it. Um, it's, and it's not like running backs have a short shelf life. Yes, they get hit the most. Yes, they're probably putting the more, most miles on their body out of every position. But they, since I remember watching football, they haven't been given a chance to be elite or to get paid high money because they get in cut before they get the chance. The only running backs I can remember having a career, you know, longer than a decade is, is Adrian Peterson and Barry Sanders. And I think Barry Sanders was just cutting it at a decade. Besides that, they getting them out the door immediately. Even if you look at the best running backs from our childhood, Sean Alexander, uh, LaDainian Tomlinson, Priest Holmes. These are dudes that were like top players in the NFL and their run at the top of the game was three, four years, maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's You know what? That's fair. That's fair. I just, whew, I'm very confused by what happened. And the running backs are also confused by uh, what has happened here. I'm going to read some excerpts from the running backs after after Chris tells us what he believes happened to all of the monies for the running backs. I'm keeping a buck. In the words of Marlowe, the price of the brick went up, but for the running backs, the price of the brick went down because what they've the been finding out. The price of the brick became the price of a nick. You hate to see it. <laughs> hey, listen, 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 listen. What they finding out is simple. It's simple mathematics, right? It's a quarterback-driven league. You add that in addition to the quarterback need protection. Add that in addition to running backs ain't staying healthy. A lot of concussions, a lot of ankle twists, ACL tears, Achilles tears. Is it, am I going to put my all in a running back when I know I got to pay my quarterback and my O-line? And if I don't got the money to supply O-lines, Gibbs just said $16 million for O-line, a good O-lineman nowadays. If I ain't got the money for that, I ain't going to run the ball that much anyway. So, so. So why am I spending the money? So that all that added together equals the lower price of the running back. It's that simple to me. Uh, you don't really need a running back. Like, think of the last three Super Bowl champions, Gibbs. Guy, guy, mm. You probably know them off the top of your head. So you got the the Chiefs. Last Chiefs, one. Rams. Chiefs, Rams, Chiefs, right? Yeah, it's Chiefs, Rams, Chiefs. Yeah. The, what, who was the Chiefs' first and second stream running backs? Um, I know it was Pacheco and Edwards Alaire this year, and uh, before it was Alaire and McKissin, and the Rams running backs Cam Akers and, and I um, can't remember who the other back was. Are any of those running backs? Wait, currently? it was uh, it was the dude from the Broncos. It was the dude from the Broncos that was kind of chubby, and and he was like they got him off the street in like the middle or end of the season. Uh, I want no CJ Anderson wasn't playing. No, I'm thinking the last Rams Super Bowl. Who was the second back? I can't even remember. I can't even remember exactly. Who the exactly was. my point. Get it might have been John exactly. Kelly. Shout out to Michigan legend John Kelly, but it might have been John Kelly. I could be wrong though. So, so, so the point I'm trying to make is, you see that, and none of them are on max contracts. None of yeah. them are, yeah. and also 
you remember exactly who the quarterback was for those Super Bowls. Oh, absolutely. And you also remember who the top receiver is for for those. Yeah, yeah. You got Cooper Cup. You got uh, so you got uh, what's what's that man's name? Tyreek Hill, Cooper Cup, and then I guess Travis Kelsey would be. Yeah, Travis Kelsey. Yeah, second. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's so so Sony Michelle. Sony Michelle, what a throwback! throwback. (laughs) Love that throwback. That was last year. No, no, no. I'm, I'm saying like in terms of when he was good for real. Like when people was like, "Oh, Sony Michelle is a dog." He was, was their like, lead rusher. He was their lead. He was ahead of Cam Akers. That's what I'm saying. See what I'm yeah. saying? You do not need a running back for success anymore. You used to need a running back to carry up. Think about it. The last time we seen a running back change the needle a thousand percent was Le'Veon Bell for the Steelers. And you can fact check me. I disagree. I disagree. I think it was Saquon last year. If Saquon doesn't do what he did last year, nah, for nah, that team, I still think I still well, look, look, look. Saquon Saquon is attributed to a lot of their success, but. What I'm saying is that you take Saquon out and put like a middle of the pack running back there, I don't think it hurts them that much. Again, I, I very strongly disagree. Don't get me wrong. That offensive well, line was not bad. I'm not saying well, that they were mid or terrible, but like 1,300 yards and 10 touchdowns ain't just like behind that offensive line. That ain't just something to scoff at. No offense, but like, you know. Would, y- would y'all include Derrick Henry in that? Or are we talking about teams that, you know, oh, had a legitimate huh, shot at, at winning? Playing. Stop playing. If you take Derrick Henry off that team, they win two games. They get number one pick. That that is a t- that Titans team without Derrick Henry. Come on, man. Who who's their lead receiver? Traylon Burks. Like, come on, man. Come on. Stop. Stop playing. Stop playing. You know, <laughs> that even sound like to, a real name. Shout out to my guy Jackie Boy Sports. I know he's a, he's big on TikTok. Me and him, you know, talk back and forth, and he's a huge Titans fan. But there is no way that you're telling me that team is even remotely okay without Derrick Henry. But I do understand what you mean in that they're not a contender. Derrick Henry is one of the best running backs of all time. I would say that's, not, that, that, that's the point I'm trying 15, to make. 10, I'm talking about as far as contending teams. I know teams yeah. are better with certain running backs like yeah, Barkley true. and um, Henry. What I'm saying is Le'Veon Bell is the last running back in my eyes on a team that could have competed for a Super Bowl. That's fair. That's yeah. Fair. That's very, very fair. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to read these quotes from fellow running backs in the NFL. The man that we were just talking about, Derrick Henry. At this point, just take the running back position out of the game then. The ones that want to be great and work as hard as they can to give their all to the organization just seems like it doesn't even matter. I'm with every running back that's fighting to get what they deserve. Jonathan Taylor, division rival of uh, Derrick Henry, if you're good enough, one, if you're good enough, they'll find you. Two, if you work hard enough, you'll succeed. If you succeed, three, you boost the organization. And then, doesn't matter, you're a running back. Ooh, that's the nastiest, like, semi-haiku I've ever read in my life. (laughs) It's very depressing. And from Raheem Mostert, the running backs deserve more. Can't believe this is even a topic. (sighs) Boy, I'm going to tell you. Isn't Dalvin Cook without a job right now? Yeah, he's, I believe so. That's crazy work. I'm going to tell you this. I think what, what happened to the running backs is the rule changes. I mean, at the end of the day, the rule changes made it so that space and movement was going to dominate. And what lacks space and movement nine times out of 10? A running game, especially with a running back. Chris, you talk about the Rams and how they uh, didn't need a, a really good running back to succeed. Do you know why? 
the Rams have led the league in rushing yards by receivers almost every year for the last four or five in a row. Like, yeah, they still I run the it. ball. They still run the ball. It's just laterally instead of straight downhill like most of these teams are doing. So running the ball is important, but that running the ball does not it, – it's not the main focus of their offense because, again, the rules encourage it. The rules encourage that that space, that let's get out and, and run and all that good stuff. And it's so unfortunate that, you know, a lot of the running backs that we've seen in the past have got big checks and then – they, they get cut or they can't fulfill what they're supposed to do or getting blamed for this. You know, Socrates is talking about Gurley in the chat. Some people said it's Todd Gurley's fault. Some people say this goes all the way back to Emmitt Smith and his contract with the Cardinals. Some people talk about all that. Let me explain something to you. The Cardinals knew what they were doing. They wanted to sell tickets. They got Emmitt Smith to sell tickets. They did not expect him to be an excellent running back. Like, what are you doing? In the year 2000, you thought that Emmitt Smith was going to be good? BFFR. <laughs> Come on. Like, let's be serious here. Todd Gurley, you can't predict your your knees breaking down on you in that way. All the other running backs that we've seen have struggles on their second and third contract. What The nature of what they do is extremely violent. Yeah, It's extremely violent. I don't think the shelf life is all that long, but still, I think that they deserve to get that second contract because even when you cut them, even when you cut them, it's not like the NBA where you got to pay out the full brunt. You got to pay out a certain amount and then you're good to go. Them having I, the go all I'm saying is them having the lowest, them having the lowest franchise tag in front of only the kickers is insane. That's insane to me. And, and, and I'm just gonna add, you know, and I think we all can agree on this. I just wish Madden learns that the quarterback should be the one that really is the crazy impact on the team. Cause these running backs on Madden, dog, I swear to God, man. Hey, you hey. go against a you go against somebody that got that freight train. Bruh. Cook, like, bro, like, you cook. They get 30 yards a carry. Throw the controller away. Go ahead, throw the whole controller away, bro. 30 it, yards a carry, man. Like, yeah, it's what? Like, it's man, this not even like this not even where the league is anymore. No, not at all. Not at all. But if we're talking about where leagues are currently headed, we've got to talk about the new CBA for the NBA, and then we're gonna get out of here. So in terms of the new CBA for the NBA, you have multiple things included. Number one. Marijuana is now um, no longer a suspendable substance to be tested in your blood. Number two, Free all, play- all-, <laughs> all players need to play 65 games minimum to qualify for any, any postseason award. Is that correct? So is it in any award period. Yeah. So any award period. Number three, um, the all NBA teams are now positionless. So, you know, we will no longer see first team center, first team power forward, first team small forward, first team shooting guard, first team point guard. It'll just be best five players, second best five players. If I see Trey Young going there again, I'm going to lose it. And last but not least, there is a mid-season tournament. Fellas, which one of these is most impactful to you and why? Um, I think the games requirement is is most impactful because if you just look at generally the history of the NBA, um, the accolades that we attribute to people when we look at their overall career, uh, reason that we call people the GOATs, 
all, all kind of stuff like that. Oh, and also, you said we're about to see a lot of 22-minute performances. There is a uh, minutes requirement, too. I forget what the minutes requirement is, but you have to play a certain amount of time for the game to count. Because even if you look at somebody like AC Green, who is the, you know, he's famous for never missing a game. The Iron Man, yeah. If you look at his last, like, four or five seasons in the league, he has plenty of games where he played one minute just because he knew he had the streak going, and they just put him out there to make sure his streak kept going. There was yeah, a Bridges last year. Yep. There's a minutes requirement now. Um, but I think, you know, if you look at even if you look at this past season, if you look at the all NBA teams from this past season, if you put that 65 game requirement in there, you taking an all NBA first team away from Giannis. You taking an all NBA second team away from Jimmy Butler and Steph. You taking an all NBA third team away from LeBron and Damian Lillard. That's going to drastically change people's legacy is going to change you know how we view them once they're retired when we look at these accolades lists it's a lot of people who have mvps that wouldn't even um if you look at mvps uh Giannis wouldn't have won mvp in 2020 lebron wouldn't have won mvp in 2012 like it's a lot of it's a lot of stuff that would change um 2015, Kawhi Leonard wouldn't have won Defensive Player of the Year. 2016, Rudy Gobert wouldn't have won. Uh, 2021, LaMelo wouldn't have won Rookie of the Year. It's a lot of stuff that's going to change just from the landscape of people winning these awards, and it might make players like, yo, I need to go out there and play. I can't rest because I want to get this MVP. Yeah. yeah. I want to get this Supermax. All right. All right. And, and, And I was just about to say, to me, the financial part of it means more than anything else. Because let's be honest, these players are much more about their bag than ever before, than yeah. ever before. They are much more critically aware of the financial aspects of these things than ever before. And if you think that these players are not thinking to themselves, all right, I got to get these this minutes max because if I want my super max next year, then I got to go get this. And not only that, the teams are going to say, hey, I want you to play so you can get your super max so that now you have an incentive to stay with us, even though you got drafted to, let's say, um, a Milwaukee, uh, Indiana, uh, you know, all those types of cities. That's that's the reality there, Chris. We'll say Detroit, but we don't draft well. So, hey, watch out, man. <laughs> we drafted Austin Day in the first round. I don't, you know, draft the players out of Gonzaga <laughs> in the first round. We drafted Luke Kennard over Donovan Mitchell. Honestly, I can understand that one. I can understand no, that one. no, no, you cannot. Here, here's why. Here's why I cannot understand that. Donovan Mitchell had a private workout with the Pistons. Mm-hmm. He didn't miss a shot. Listen, and hear, hear me out. Hear me out. The only reason I can say I can understand that is if you look at who they were in college, you can understand why, like, you would have the idea of the way the game is going, which one would you rather have? An undersized, uh, an undersized volume shooter and score or a guy that's going to knock down the three ball at a high clip? Which one would you rather want? Who's passing the ball to him at the time? Reggie Jackson? I mean, listen, I, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I'm just saying that the thought at the prevailing thought at the time was you got this this little guard that's good at getting into the lane and, and he he has his moments where he can score. I mean, bus, that's a, that's that, that's true, though. If you look at just the overall history of like misses in the draft, all of the picks make sense, except for Anthony Bennett going first. That's the only one that just never made sense to me. Every other pick where people say, oh, you got draft over this person. They make sense. If you look you at could, it, you can make an argument for it. But that's that. Anthony Bennett. You can make an argument for Darko. No, you can't. No, you can't. Yeah, yes, no, yes. You, you can you, you can make an argument. This. You can make an argument for Darko. 
We're not doing this again. Go, go look at the scouting reports on Darko Milicic, considering the the season before, who was the Pistons' starting power forward? And this is a team that made the Eastern Conference Finals. They're trying to compete for a championship. Josh, I'm not doing this with you today. I'm not doing this with you. I'm very serious. I'm not doing this with you today. The Pistons had a three. Who was the Pistons' power forward? We're we not doing what was this it? Guy. Not, it was Clifford Robinson, a 38 year old Clifford Robinson was the starting power forward for the starting power forward for the Pistons. I fool next episode. You needed we a four. Have, we will have this conversation next episode. As as surely as I will be here with that little chicken, uh the little the the little uh what, what's Buffalo that chicken snacker, don't Buffalo chicken snacker. Hey, please, <laughs> please remind me on the day of because I'm gonna forget. But anyway. The same way we'll talk about that, we'll table this for there. Chris, what is the most impactful thing in there to you? I'm gonna be honest, the positionless all NBAs, because now, you know, let's think about this, right? It was a lot of forwards this year that had to get left off the list, right? A lot of yeah. good forwards. Like yeah. the, the twos and threes in the league right now are very, very visible and they very, very well much move the needle, right? So I think that impacts it a lot. I would agree with Guyton, if only the fact that a lot of the older players in the NBA probably only care about championships now. So I don't think they really gonna care enough to be get any more awards. Like if LeBron get another first team All NBA, ain't really gonna move his needle that much for his legacy. He just gotta get more championships. That's the only thing at this point in LeBron's career he can get more championships. Right? His career is now, older than his life outside the league. There is nothing exactly. that LeBron can do that will move his legacy one way or the other at this point. Yeah. Except championship and championship is the only thing. Even championships that won't move his legacy. Let's nah, I don't LeBron, think so. Unless, unless he won like three in a row or something. I disagree. Even if he three-peated, it wouldn't do anything for his legacy. It wouldn't do anything for his legacy. No, no, he three-peated at 42. That's crazy. That, that's, if that's, he three-peated that's, that's, at 42, <laughs> what are the chances he's the best player on that team? If he three-peats at 42, un, un, unlikely odds that LeBron is your leader? So that's what I mean by it won't mean nothing to his legacy. Even if he three-peats, people still going to say, well, he's seven and, and what is it? Seven and seven or seven and six in the finals. Man, it's not going to do nothing for your legacy. Yeah. People go, well, anybody who feels like he's still not the GOAT now would not say that because he three-peated. I'll, I'll, I'll say that. Can we agree to that? Would that be fair? Yeah, that, yeah, we yeah, can yeah, agree yeah, with yeah. that. But, okay. but, but if, he, if he win the ring this year, I think he moved and he'd do a lot. I think, it's un, I think you can't even dispute it anymore. You can't even. If he win a ring this year with the way the league is going, with Anthony Davis having health issues, and he's still the best player on the team in the playoffs, he won a league this year at, at 39. I think that that moves the needle a lot, me personally. But I'll anyway, be, anyway, okay, anyway. But yeah, the All NBA positionless because now yeah. players that indulge in extracurricular activities, I'm not gonna say no names. Zion, <clears throat> they are going to want to say, <laughs> "Hey, I have a shot now to make an All NBA team. I have mm-hmm. a shot. I just got to stay healthy and, and and play on the team. That's all I got to do. 65 games, and I'm good. I'm good." It's a lot easier. It's a lot easier to say, eh, I'm going to really wait on this injury and nurse this injury back to health. If you already know, you're not going to automatically qualify for any awards because you already know it's four power forwards better than you already. You know what I mean? Yeah. So for me personally, I think that one moves the needle um, the most be- only because the one guy picked a lot of the older players still in the league not going to really care enough. Like, you know, if LeBron going to sit, ain't nobody arguing with LeBron for sitting. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I think that the one that affects this thing the most is the uh, 65 game requirement and the minute requirement as well, because, you know, the NBA is knocking out multiple things all in one here. You talk about the resting players and all that. Okay, rest if you want. If you're not in a position where you're financially stable and already got your super max, try to rest. I dare you. Tell me how it works out for you. Tell me how it goes. When you want that big second contract, you're going to want to play. And the team now, even more so than before, you know, and, and the only drawback I can see is we could see more Isaiah Thomas situations, which, you know, you got players playing through injury to, to jack themselves up in ways that they would not have otherwise just to get like, hey, you know, if I if I push through it, I could get this forty million and like. Can, can we talk about that real quick, bro? I, I'm not gonna hold. I'm not gonna hold y'all, bro. It was a, a victim of his surroundings, man. He he was really good because of that Celtic system that he was in, bro. Like, I'm be honest with you, he always been a bucket, but to trade him for Kyrie is kind of crazy when you think about it. You think they shouldn't have traded him for Kyrie? No, they absolutely should. Or, 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 or they got fleeced. No, the, the Cavs got fleeced. Listen, Isaiah Thomas deserved loyalty from that franchise. Yeah. Everybody likes to talk about loyalty from the players and all that. That man went out there on a tour of hip after his sister died. I give him the credit for they that. They owed him that. They owed him. However, yeah. however long I, I, you want to be here. You're going to be here. And you know what? I'll tell you this. None of us knew. None of us quite knew what Kyrie was going to be at that point in time. That's fair. That's fair. It made a lot of sense. From a basketball standpoint, from a business standpoint, it made a lot of sense. But for a city that sure does do a lot around loyalty and player movement and when people decide to leave, I just think it's so interesting that the the energy is never returned when it's like, oh, no, they traded away a player we like. Hmm. They trade away a player who gave up his hit for the team. Hmm. But anywho, I just I think that this 65 game thing is going to be a big deal because like I said, like Josh said, you've got the money on the line. And when you put the money on the grain, things start to change. Things start to, you know, you pitter patting around when you're talking about, oh, well, we might do this. We'll look into doing this. No, oh, well, there might be a potential suspension. Da, da, da. Don't matter. When that money is on the grain and you say, hey, you're going to miss out on the Supermax because of this. All of a sudden, folks are going to start straightening up and flying right. <laughs> all of a sudden, this, you know, we only got three back-to-backs this season. I could play all of them for real. You know I mean, it ain't that big of a deal. We could do it. I, I will I will say one thing uh, to go off of Chris's point with the all-NBA uh, being positionless now. I'm going to name y'all a list of players that Rudy Gobert has more all-NBA selections than. Okay. That, that's what I'm pointing <laughs> Y'all ready? Think, yeah. Let's do it. Vince Carter. That's Ray Allen. That's that was surprising. That was surprising. Draymond Green. I can see that. What? Yeah. Kevin Love. Hold on, hold on, hold on. How does he have more than Draymond and Kevin? Because like the power forward position wasn't that good. It was Tim Duncan. <laughs> but, but you gotta remember, they started throwing small force at the time. They was good too at the power four. Like Brian they were throwing and KD. small four. Yeah. Oh, that's Brian nasty. That's nasty. That's so nasty. Alonzo Mourning. Yeah, I, can see I mean, the centers at his time were like, that was crazy. Yeah. That was Clay Thompson. Okay, now Clay is pretty crazy. That's rough. Devin Booker. Makes sense. Uh, Chris Bosh. He's still young. Oh, now Chris Bosh is crazy. Chris Kevin Bosch. McHale. Chris, all right, Kevin hey. McHale is insane. That's Big insane. game, James Worthy. 
Oh mm. yeah, that's nuts. That's nuts. Demarcus Cousins. Mm. Manu hey. Ginobili. Hey, I mean, yeah, that makes sense. Former Manu. league MVP Bill Walton. I mean, Bill Walton only played what, like six years when he was healthy? Before? Yeah. I think he played like eight and then came back and played two more with Boston. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes the, sense. It Rudy Gobert has more all NBA selections than all of those players. Hey, please clip that because I'm pretty sure TikTok don't know that. TikTok don't know that. I Ugh. promise you. Because Chris Bosch is crazy because he played the five <laughs> and the four. He played the five and the four. But it, in, in all fairness, though, Chris Bosch was always like right outside that bubble. And honestly, I this is why I was confused about him having more than uh, Kevin Love and Draymond Green. Honestly and truly, that was kind of a golden age for power forwards to some extent. When you really look at like what was going on there, you had Tim Duncan, who like while fading out of his prime, he's still Tim Duncan. You yep. had uh, Kevin Love, who was a 2020 machine. He was the exact opposite of uh, of Andre Drummond. His 2020s were actually effective and like meant a lot to the team. You had LaMarcus Aldridge, who was mm-hmm. when he got you in that post, baby. It, it's, <laughs> he going to do what he want. He going to do what he want. You had Chris Bosh, who, I mean, he was the ultimate stretch four. He was the ultimate stretch four. But even beyond that, he only really became a stretch four when he went to the Heat. Before that, he was just an offensive threat. With the, yeah, Powell. With the you had Powell as well. I mean, there were so many good fours in the league at that time. Honestly, honestly. I don't want to say it, but I kind of got to say it. Well, actually, no, he was before that. He was before that, so never mind. But there were lots of good fours at that time. Lots of good fours all at once. And like, ooh, that's that's tough. That's tough. Anywho, I know y'all tired of us talking about these running backs being broke. Don't worry, Saquon. You can still let me (laughs) hold by the 100 racks and we'll be all right. I know y'all tired of us talking about me having to go to Arby's. Thanks a lot, friends. Thanks so much. But come on back next week. We just want you to live a better life. And a week after that. And a week after that. Peace and love, y'all.